This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I'm really talking about reclaiming your signature strengths from childhood. And this is sort of a follow-up to the podcast that was done on the 27th of June, where we were talking about the beauty of children and what we can learn from them. So as you guys know, I'm very much a proponent of leading yourself first. And it relates to my book, Lead Yourself First, the Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. So in that spirit, I thought I would share with you today what my own childhood interests were and how I manifest those in my work life today. So number one, when I was a child, I was very interested in art. I loved art. I particularly loved painting with watercolors, painting with oil paints, and I liked drawing. And I loved drawing fashion in particular, people in interesting clothing. And so my parents actually got me sets of colored chalks and pencils and other instruments like that to create drawings. And they gave me paint by number and all kinds of things when I was a child, because that's where I was showing some interest. And so later on, I remember Christmas time when, when money was short, when I was a starving college student, I would actually create gifts for people that involved painting. So one of my favorites that I made, and I think my sister might be the only person who has a set of these left, but I created matching stationery. It was envelopes and also the writing paper where I drew and painted flowers in watercolors. And I had a Bible verse or some other kind of a inspirational saying on those. And they were beautiful and they were very well matched. And so, I, like I said, I think my sister kept her. She said, oh, this is too pretty to write on. And so she just kept them as a souvenir. So art was one of the things I was interested in. I also, as a child, always had an interest in being a teacher. And in fact, I thought I might be a teacher one day in my life. So I was always teaching other little children, creating events to teach people things. And since I was the oldest child in my own family, I was always teaching my younger brothers and sisters something as well. The third thing I used to do a lot as a child is I was quite a storyteller. And what I mean by that is I don't mean reading stories to children out of books, but I would just make up a story just out of my imagination. So my sister used to love for me to always make up a story and tell her a story. And so that became something that we did a lot. And even my grandmother, I remember my maternal grandmother, I would tell her stories and make up stories to tell her until she would fall asleep. And I would sit there patiently until she would wake up and then I would continue the story. So that was one of the things I did too. And then fourthly, I was very much an avid reader. So in my first grade class, 
I read all of the books in the classroom library. I had a library card later at the public library, got books every week. And of course, we had books in our home. And I was always reading something, very diverse reading that I used to do when I was a child. And then fifthly, I like to write short stories and poems. So I preferred doing creative writing more as a child. So I would create stories, I'd create poems, I might do little drawings with them. And in childhood, I even created a little magazine called Ask Nirak, which was Ask Karen Backwards. So those were some of the things that I enjoyed doing in childhood. So you might say, well, how does this manifest in your life today? I know you really can't see me since this is a podcast. However, the artistic expression very often comes out in my clothing. I'm very creative in terms of what I like to wear. Most days, I will be wearing a flower from Hawaii, and I call that bringing the aloha spirit. And I do go back and forth to Hawaii to get new flowers. And I also wear a lot of unusual items that other people might not have seen before. Sometimes they're from other cultures. I might wear some clothing from West Africa, and my favorite places would be Ghana and also from Nigeria. And I might wear clothing that's Native American or Native American-inspired, and a lot of jewelry that's Navajo, and I really enjoy that. And both of those, like the Native American and the African American, are kind of in my own history, but sometimes I'll also wear items from other cultures, such as maybe an Indian sari, you know, from India or something like that. And I like to have things color-coordinated and well-matched, so it becomes just visually interesting. Also, when I think about the, the materials that I create for my business, whether it's the business card or some other items like this, I like to be creative in how those are created. So, yes, we use some block lettering for some of our items, but there's also script lettering. There's also an artistic flair, even in the Translatorship logo. So if you take a look at it at translatorship.com, you'll see what I mean in terms of the artistic expression. And it even includes some gold foil and how we express um, the meaning of that. So that's a little bit about how the artistic piece might just show up every day. As far as being a teacher, I think I'm actually a teacher every day too. I do a lot of leadership development and training programs for clients and public speaking on leadership topics, whether it be for workshops or keynotes or for conferences in various ways. And even in my personal life, I am a regular Sunday school teacher for the adult Sunday school class in my church. And I'm a regular speaker for women's conferences that are spiritual in nature or prayer breakfasts and things of that sort. The storyteller part actually comes out a lot in my consulting work. When I'm directly working with a client and I'm right there with them, in the moment, I will think of relevant stories and metaphors and analogies that relate to their business issues and that help paint that picture for my client. In fact, it's actually painting a verbal picture that connects them to the themes that they're talking about 
or the issues that may be important for them to pay attention to. And what I find is that in the moment as these things come to me, as I'm engaged with them, there's an aha and a light bulb that goes off in the client's head of mind. They say, now they can see, now they get some aspect of what we're talking about, and then it illuminates the path for how to move forward. I'm also right now still an avid reader. I love to read, and I'm always reading something. And nowadays, mostly instead of that very, very diverse palette in childhood where I read a lot of fiction, nonfiction, and so on, most of my reading today is in the nonfiction genre. And I prefer reading that's very spiritual in nature, that's inspirational in that sense, leadership reading, or biographies of real-life people, because I find those really inspiring in terms of what I can learn from that and apply to today and life for me as well as for others. On the creative writing end, I probably am doing less on the creative writing. However, I do, when I write, like to think about how can I include examples or even my own personal story? So if you have my book or were to get my book, Lead Yourself First, you will see that I weave into that some personal story. And so that's where the creative writing comes in. Sometimes also for clients, I am writing case studies that are very specific to the issues that my clients want to address, but they are creatively written and they are examples that relate to the business, but they're not really from that business. And yet the clients can use them as stepping stones to get to the next step. So that's a little bit about how I'm using my childhood interests and gifts to also lead in my life today. So today, as I've just been reflecting about my own sort of lessons from childhood interests, I've been thinking about just how much fun it's been to really look back and see what I used to do and really enjoy doing. And not only that, to really look at how I've deployed those talents, those gifts, and those strengths even now in my work, to really look at how I've grown as a leader and how I've applied that artistic expression, storyteller, or whatever it may be, uh, to my work life. So what I'm thinking about for you today is, wouldn't it be fun and interesting to bring your team together And perhaps in a moment of vulnerability here, have each person in the team reflect back to their childhood. What are some of those talents, gifts, and interests that they had in childhood and where they see them connecting to what they do today at work, how they're continuing to use those skills, and guess what? My imagination is that you're going to run into some surprises and you're going to discover things about one another that you didn't even know. And perhaps there'll be some skills, gifts, talents, and abilities that could still be used and deployed that maybe you aren't even using yet. And some of you who know me are going to be surprised even by some of the things I share today about my life. So it's a fun way to get to know one another and to go to the next level. And we do know that teams that go deeper and connect and learn more about each other and deepen the relationship can do even more 
of the high-performance teamwork that we've been talking about all along on this podcast. So to your continued success and deep relationships, have fun, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Thank you.